and welcome to the Fontenelle Final Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Talking what's happening in this market trade today, I know if you looked at the screen, folks, you saw a lot of red when it came to the grain and the livestock, both. Really not a full pretty picture. Well, I guess we can call the hogs pretty at this point. But we are going to look at what's going on, money flow in the trade. March 15th is an important day for folks to remember when it comes to position limits. Also, we know that African swine fever has become a big issue in China. How is that going to affect our pork market? And cannot forget, it is the 1st of March, which means we are in a brand new month. And excited to welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell, Darren Fry. Darren is with Water Street Solutions. And let's talk money flow. How do you see that affecting the trade right now? Well, thanks for having me, Susan. First of all, I appreciate being on your show. And um, I look forward to, to having a conversation with you. So, yeah, money flow is a big deal, I think, today. You know, we, we've talked a lot about this inflationary cycle. We've talked about is is bonds going to, you know, continue to employ, implode and go lower um, with yields coming higher. And that's really speaking of higher interest rates and possibly, you know, an inflationary cycle. Uh, which is going to be hard in the equity markets. And, and we saw, you know, small uh, caps and some of the tech stocks really take it hard the last week or two. But that flow of money got reversed today, and we saw that, you know, bonds weren't uh, imploding. We saw the stock market up really good, and we saw commodities taken on the chin. And so I do think that money flow is a big deal, and I think there's a lot of money out here trying to find a home. And as people see a trend starting one way or the other, uh, they're willing to fall out of love with one thing and into love uh, with another. Do you think the popularity of the commodities are, are picking up again with folks that normally don't dabble in in any sort of agricultural markets? Yeah, I really do think that they are increasing in in notoriety, in favor. Uh, we've seen a lot of markets outside of ag uh, in, you know, lumber or, you know, in, in some of the sauce, or if you look at things in the metal, such as copper, or what iron ore is doing, we've just seen a lot of inflationary type of movement in our commodity market appear that way as you look at the whole picture. But I do think that you first move higher in inflation in our commodities, and you're certainly seeing it in things like grains and livestocks and other markets that we trade. So it's a very good time for the farmer, and it's a very welcome change from the last six or seven years we've had, which have been pretty stagnant. Well, Darren, what's drawing them to to the commodities right now? Well, I think it's just an opportunity. You know, you can't you can't get a good return um, in in you know bonds or putting your money in the bank uh, or or you know anywhere but where they've been, and that's in the equity market. And I think people are getting a little nervous with just the change in administration and some of the um, fears that people have around our debt and how much money we're printing and another bailout. And I think that that is, is um, you know, giving us this in, you know, kind of a bloated uh, bubble type of bursting, you know, fear around the equity market. If we don't see the government continue to print money and pump money into that, you know, we could be on a bubble here. So I think a lot of that is being fueled by, hey, we're going to have to find another class of investment to chase. And if we're going to move 
stagnated, you know, no inflation type of, of environment to an inflationary, hey, we got to find another sector to invest in and why not commodities? So, that is going to be the direction I think a lot of people will go. So this outside market influence is something, um, obviously, we've seen a lot and the, and the momentum picking up on it. But I think then it goes back to having, from your guys' standpoint, have to educate about what agriculture is. Some of these folks don't have a no, they don't, but a lot of them are technical based. And, you know, anybody can look at a chart and, and see whether it's in an uptrend or a downtrend. And, you know, ever since August, we have moved a lot of these commodities into a very strong and substantial uptrend that could be a multi year uptrend. And these investors that are sophisticated that trade in, in all types of, of hedge funds and, and indexes and individual stocks, I mean, they can tell that, uh, hey, commodities might be a place that gives them increased opportunity, especially if we see the stock market uh, trading too high of a price to earnings ratio, and maybe it's acceptable for a really nice pullback given the environment we're seeing in our government. So how do you feel about the dollar index right now? Well, the dollar is on a little bit of a rally short term here, but I think it's going lower. I, I don't think there's any way that you print more dollars and you see more debt that it's going to increase the value of, of our dollar. And so I do think maybe we could take a brief move higher up to the 92, maybe 92.20 level. But then after that, I'm looking down again. I think we could have a move down in that 86 for the next, you know, wave down. And I mentioned at the beginning, obviously, this is the first of March. And before you and I started this conversation for everybody was you talked to me about the next three days today and the next two days, that is really kind of setting the stage for what we're going to see. Yeah, you know, when you look at um, markets and you could look at individual stocks or you could look at commodities, but a lot of times what happens in the first few days of the month will dictate what happens the rest of the month. And a lot of times markets try to make highs or lows in those first few days, and then they trend the rest of the month. And so we are on somewhat of a corrective pattern here, let's say in the grain markets or even uh, cattle would be included in that. And uh, are we going to bottom in this first few days, like, you know, by Wednesday and then turn these markets higher for the rest of the month? Only time will tell but we are down to critical support levels in some of the markets, key support levels in other markets. And these are the levels that you would expect the market to try to test, but then reverse from, and then look higher. And so if we don't do that by Wednesday and we break those levels, then we could be having a much bigger correction that could last you know, the entirety of March or even into early April. All right, well, stick around, folks. We have a lot more coming up as we continue. Second segment is just around the corner. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Darren Fry joins us. He is with Water Street Solutions as we continue this conversation. And everybody's been watching, uh, Darren, what's happening in South America. We know that different parts of the country literally are having one extreme to the other when it comes to weather and the continent of South America as a whole as well. Yeah, you know, the weather has been really impacted by La Nina and and what phase we're in of the MJO, and those are some terms as you follow weather uh, you get familiar with. But 
there are certain things that block the monsoonal rain flow down there. And what we've seen over the last three or four weeks is incredibly dry further south on the continent, basically in Argentina, in southern Brazil, Rio Grande do Sul to be exact, and then Uruguay. And, and we continue to see that pattern be locked in place for the next at least couple weeks, maybe longer. And then, of course, it's just the opposite up north in Brazil, in Mato Grosso, Goiás, Mato Grosso do Sul, Paraná, places like that where they're trying to harvest soybeans and then begin the planting of the safrina corn crop. It has been way too wet. Now, they're getting field work done there. But in between rains, I know there's been some deterioration, the quality of the bean crop. That doesn't always mean a yield loss, but it means, you know, dockage for the farmer, which is always sad to see. And then, of course, just struggling to get that corn crop in. And they're lagging way behind, both in harvest and and, and shipping beans out for China, but also then in the planting of their second corn crop, the safrina crop. So time will tell, but I, I do think that the weather is definitely... Uh, been a problem, especially over the last month, as harvest has tried to get going. How far behind are they on this safrina corn crop? Well, if you look at state by state, of course, they're all different. I know Paraná is just at 9% planted and normally be in the high 30s. I, I know Mato Grosso just went over 50% planted here, and they'd normally be 90 or 95. But if you look at the country as a whole, uh, they were 14 two weeks ago planted on corn, then 28 uh, a week ago, 38 this last week. And now we're expecting 50, 55 probably this week. And that'll be that critical date around March 5th. It kind of closes our ideal planting window. So I think 40, 45, maybe even 50% of that corn crop will go in beyond the ideal window. How important is March 15th to the commodities? It's only two weeks away. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, the um, CME lobbied the CFPC to consider raising position limits for the non-commercial traders, the funds. And that ruling came back and the CME adopted that. And what it's gonna allow is, is on March 15th, some of these commodities will will double their limit, their position limit position. So they, they can go from 15,000 contracts to 30,000 contracts or from 25 to 50 in, in those examples. A few of the commodities are not quite a doubling. They're like 85 or 90% increase. But I think this is just going to give the funds more room to trade, and it's going to increase the volatility of what we see the markets do. And right now you see this huge volatility, these big swings, bigger bigger trading ranges, but you're going to see even more of that as we enter the 2021 growing season, and we're trying to get our crop planted, our crop established, our crop going. We know how tight the balance sheets are, so any type of weather issues here or as we finalize that South American crop, if it should come down at all, hey, we're just going to make it more uh, available to have bigger, bigger swings. And that's what those increased limits are going to mean is opportunity to capitalize on price movements that are larger than normal. All right, let's switch gears and look at the livestock side of it. African swine fever, we kind of heard about it ramp up a little bit, then it got quiet again. But it sounds like it's ramping up as more talk happens with China. 
Yeah, you know, you can't get anybody to confirm anything, but it is, you're hearing more and more reports of it. The people that I talk to think it's a bigger problem than maybe what they're letting on as this hog herd is being rebuilt, and they've done a very good job at rebuilding that herd. But, um, hey, we we think that, that the domestic demand for pork and, and beef is large. We think the export demand for both of those is very large. The big question, the wild card, has been will China continue to take our pork as we see their numbers come back? Well, I think they will because they're taking everything that they can get their hands on. doesn't matter if it's barley or canola or copper or iron ore or soybeans or DDGs or ethanol. It doesn't matter. They're taking it. And we understand why they've been taking pork over the last couple of years on their shortfall with ASF. But I think that it's going to uh, continue. And I think we're going to see strong demand in our meat markets as we come off of COVID vaccinations increase. And we really get to a place where we have this pent up demand and food services are replenishing and we see summer on the way. All right. Sounds good, Darren. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Well, if people want to reach out to us, they can always find us on the web. Our, our uh, web address is just www.waterstreetconsulting.com or office at 309-680-1200. Thanks again to Darren Fry with Water Street Solutions joining us today. Commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss are not suitable for all investors. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local Fontenelle dealers on the Rural Radio Network.